0: Welcome back, Kofkin Bond listeners. I'm sitting here with Tony. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you, Willard. Lovely to just be the two of us today. Yeah, yeah. So Janice. we can stay
1: focused on our philosophical talks that we always
0: have. Yeah, and uh, our insight back to history and the complex times that we don't have to experience in our day and age. Absolutely, we don't have to
1: experience in our day and age. We, we don't necessarily wake up in the morning and have to worry about, you know, so uh, are we going to get invaded and conquered today? Mm. So it's, uh, we just go
0: forward with life. Well, how are we going to get food on our table? Yeah. Um, Thankfully, because of this wonderful country we live in. <laughs> the prosperous society. Um, we're going to talk about routine, morning routine, and how we kind of deal with stress. Uh, I know you're a big advocate for meditation and probably uh, emotional awareness. And I think, yeah, having a high emotional intelligence is paramount to kind of succeeding and being the most productive you can.
1: Thank you for that, Willow. But I also know you are too. Uh, I know you're a person who also, that is vitally important to your
0: daily routine and and life's happiness as well. Yeah, yeah, because I think a lot of signs... I think, yeah, one of the reasons I kind of got into meditation was because I think I've always tried to be a bit proactive, and I can see, like, you look around society, a lot of people are stressed, a lot of people are anxious, and I think, yeah, if you kind of set yourself up and um, ensure that you've got all the right mental tools to make sure that you are being as most productive as you can.
1: Yeah, yeah. and you know what, I see a lot of young people day uh, today who are stressed and suffering anxiety. But you know why? Because of my generation. Because it was my generation. You're smiling here because I know your parents and uh, me are roughly the same age, Willard. But in in a lot of ways, it was. Now, I mean, y- you grew up in a country town called Wagga Wagga, uh, or Wagga as it's uh, you know commonly known as, and and you grew up on a farm. And uh, and you know I've, I've met your dad and get along really well with your dad. And I, you know he, he's often asked me how I put up with you and I said well it's only because he's done a really good job to start with <laughs> so it's uh, but it's it's actually really interesting because a lot of the anxiety and fears that the younger generation today are feeling is because of the way they were raised actually by my generation and there's there's a saying that you know hard times create strong people strong peoples create good times Good times create soft people. Soft people create hard times. And I think that what, and and I'm not saying your generation is soft, but there is... A element to it where they can't necessarily cope as well as maybe what our generation did or more to the point too sometimes I think the things where your generation can suffer from and even my generation to some extent uh, but where your generation can suffer from is the constant comparison to others that we see through things like social media as well and that creates huge anxiety and stress and yet it, what's what I find interesting if we go back to the meditation is sometimes people people say oh, i don't have time to meditate they're the ones who should be
0: yeah mm. uh,
1: but they're the ones who who happily scroll for an hour a day on their phones but won't have time to do something
0: is it's like well can't i just take a pill and be better yeah and so i think i, I read something in the other day about reading economics book at the moment is keeping up with the joneses or, or i like the, the updated one is keeping up with the Kardashians. yes and um i think it's yeah it it kind of highlighted that even with people in such dire circumstances, economically, they all, we're in a society that is more than willing to give them a line of credit and then that just spirals out of control. And, um, but I thought it was really... like One of the points I made as well was that if an individual wrote something good they've done for someone else or for themselves, it reduces that willingness to try and, um, I guess, seek that kind of status
1: yeah or you know sometimes you see the on social media and it's even sort of creeping through to LinkedIn now where somebody's taking a selfie of themselves giving a dollar to a homeless person Mm. and it's just yeah and it's just like you don't have to announce to the world look I'm a good person if you're a good person the world would know it Mm. Uh, but actually saying I love helping and I love doing these things and it's just like just help
0: Mm.
1: just go just go out of your way to ask someone are they okay you know and it's and it's I think you do have that negativity that spirals out of control. And as you know, you you know in here, uh, you know me very well now, Um, I don't tolerate fools easily. And I don't tolerate negativity, you know, I... I'm the eternal optimist. It doesn't mean that I'm not careful, uh, but if we're going to do something, I do want that to work out and work out really well. And if someone is just continually negative or continually putting down other people and things like that, well, you know, you don't want them as clients. You don't want them uh, surrounded because that type of that type of behaviour. Can create a real toxic environment. It creates toxic environments in the household. It creates toxic environments amongst friendship groups. Or, you know, when you've got that one person who's always comparing themselves, as you say, keeping up with the Kardashians. Always comparing themselves to someone else. Or, look how skinny that person is. All they do is eat kale. I'm just going to eat kale now. You know. So it's um, and, you know, th- these these are the type of things that cause that anxiety. But the the part that disappoints me most I was going to say hates but I try not to hate anything or anyone in life but the thing that I suppose disappoints me the most is that we're all looking nowadays and I'm not just talking about you know your generation now the under 30s um, I'm talking about you know all generations in some ways we're all looking for the quick fix rather than fixing ourselves for the long term and that's the part where when we're talking about routine routine can be good habits it can be destructive habits Uh, but actually having a routine sometimes people say well I don't want a routine because that's just doing the same thing over and over again and that's boring but Monday to Friday my days aren't exactly the same Mm. but what there is one routine that comes out of it and that is that I finish the end of the day saying I know I've achieved a lot today and I think but I can do that because of self-reflection, and we used that word before when we were just talking as per we normally do. You and I, we have some really good chats. But it's it's knowing that I can end every day saying, today was actually really
0: productive. Yeah, pushing you in your chair after a hard day and saying that you've contributed to the greater good.
1: Yeah, and that's right. And it's, you know, we, we speak about uh, focus and clarity, and if we're looking for a pill to be focused and you know, have focus and clarity, well, then it's not going to work. But, you know, even productivity, that... Yeah, I I work long hours, Monday to Friday, but I choose to. Uh, We didn't have to be growing a business like we are. I choose to, but in saying that, I do work long hours, and sometimes that's, you know, 80 hours a week. I only work Monday to Friday, sometimes it's 60 hours. I took yesterday off, you know. I went to a family friend's uh, daughter's funeral uh, yesterday, and it was sad. So I took the afternoon off you know and I went for a swim and things like that but the reason being is I wasn't going to be productive and I knew that but I knew I'd be productive today um, and I think that's the key too is that if you can set up your quality of life from the morning onwards and I set up my mornings starting the evening the night before but if you can set up your quality of life in that you know and then all of a sudden if we're at work on a Monday we're with our colleagues or we're with our friends we're present in the now as Eckhart Tolle would say great book in the power of now but it's when you've actually you're present and you're present you know I'm here talking to you I'm not thinking about my swim last night which was awesome by the way Um, I'm not thinking about you know going swimming tonight and having a sauna I'm here talking to you and being present in the moment. And if we can learn to do that, and I learned to do that through my morning routines, if I can have a day which I'm 80% productive, that is amazing. And I think I think we are talking about earlier that, I think it's just Australia, I don't think it's a global thing, but in Australia, apparently, people are only 40% productive during their normal course of a day.
0: Mm.
1: Yet they always think they're busy and they haven't got enough time to do simple
0: things like 20 minutes of meditation. Mm. And uh, Yeah, I think, like, yeah. Gary V, who's a bit of a cult following, he... Yeah, I follow he, Gary as well. Yeah, he's yep. um, polarising to some, but he always... He's kind of stated that, oh... People think that I've sacrificed sleep to be as productive as I can. And he just says, well, I'm not spending two hours watching motivational YouTube videos and then spending another hour on Instagram. I'm doing the work and being the most productive I can in my hours for work. But you you, you said the word there, polarising.
1: And isn't that the greatest part of society? Isn't that the thing that makes you flexible and makes you think? I mean, I remember once you turned around to me and you said... God, you know, I'm meant to hate you, Tony, and it shits me that you and I both think the same things alike. You know, you're meant to be my mortal enemy. You know, you're you're my dad's age, so you're meant to be my mortal enemy. But, you know, we we think very similar in a lot of ways. But, you know, so the the greatest things that I've learned, I haven't necessarily agreed with them, is being from people who have different opinions from me. Mm. But they explain it in a way. Nova Peris did this at a conference just recently regarding Australia Day and changed a date. And I've always said I'm open to change the date, you know, so I'm not, I'm not a steadfast, you know, 26th of January Australia. But you have to give me a reason without, without being emotional and saying, you know, this and this and this. But give me a reason and tell me why another date is going to make a difference. Mm. The way she did it, and Nova, you know I love you to death, but the way she did it was straight away I said, I'm, I'm on board. Mm. Yeah. I, I that that makes perfect sense that that is something that I will support because it's not just now I mean Nova's you know her her mother and her grandmother are part of the stolen generation so it, it is very deep and meaningful to her I'm saying give me a reason to support it so I can support it rather than just being emotional and jumping up and down but isn't that what polarizing is meant to be about it's meant to actually get like you think. think and actually think in a way that is not your normal bias or your normal bias being fed to you on Facebook because, you know, I went and had a look at a property uh, yesterday and that property has come up on my Instagram scroll uh, like three times already. It's just like, I only walked in. (laughs) So it's just like, okay, I'm getting tracking off my phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is just ridiculous. But that same property has appeared now uh, on my Instagram feed three times. I, mean, I haven't looked at Instagram three times a day, but since I've been to the property yeah. three times, and yeah. it's just like you are kidding me, you know. But but let's let's talk about the routine. I know that meditation is something that's important to your life.
0: Yeah. T- tell me why. Yeah. So I, I think I've got I've got a good thing. I've got a sh- daily streak of about eight hundred over eight hundred days now. Um, I started in. Have you ever
1: done anything else? Eight hundred days in a row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, not much else. Breathe and eat. You know. eat. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So I started because I was dabbling a little bit at the in towards the end of 2019, and then we went into lockdown. And so I said, I reckon this is probably a good time to form a habit. And I think it's it's so funny. Like I know we read a book on um, I think it was the power of the power of compound or compound p- effect, the compound effect, mm. and uh, there was. I, your, um, Hardy, what's his yeah, first Darren name? Darren Hardy. Sorry? Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy, Sorry. that's right, yeah. And, and I thought he was, it's so funny because in that book, and he stated that 21 days is the one days to form a habit. And, I, and that's so funny because I've been listening to some psychologists and they actually say that's wrong because um, that, where he got that was from is the 21 days is actually the time you take to get used to your face after plastic surgery. And then, so from there, because when you think about it... Or you it, and I shaving our beards off. But <laughs> so when you think about it, when you're trying to form a habit, drinking a glass of water is a lot different to, say, going to the gym. And I think what these psychologists were talking about, yes, it might take you three to four weeks to implement the habit of drinking more water, but going to the gym is going to be more the 200 to 300 days, which, you know, in my mind, that made a lot more sense. So um, I said, look, we're going to be locked up here for a few months. I think this will be a good time to... Uh,
1: no it was only five days to beat the curve Yeah, two weeks yeah. I, I, I <laughs> two remember, weeks to beat
0: the curve I, I remember taking two weeks back, two weeks worth of clothes back to Wagga and I was there for yeah, just over three and a half months and I was yeah,
1: yeah anyway. So Dan Andrews has helped you with your
0: meditation practice Thank <laughs> you Thank you Dan, Thank Dan. You, Dan. Um, i haven't said that before yeah. <laughs> And so yeah so I started that in uh, start of 2020 and then I con- and then I 've so I've been doing that relig- uh, religiously I guess every day um do you do it at any particular time of the day as soon as i wake up yeah same with me so i what do I, well, it's my little, I guess my routine i was doing that and then i kind of implemented a 6 a.m wake up because i kind of like getting the jump on the day and then if i was trying to do i also go to the gym in the mornings and then try and getting the work by nine o'clock and sometimes i get here by 10 past nine most times and um so do, I started doing Wim Hof as well, so he's another 15 minutes, and then I was doing another 15 to 20 minutes on my meditation, but... Me you know I do the breath work as well, but do you want to explain yes. the Wim Hof method? Yeah, so the Wim Hof what that method, is, yep. it's, uh, I guess it's a lot more... And that's
1: W-I-M-H-O-F, Wim Hof, he's actually yeah. an individual, commonly known as the Iceman. Ice Ice man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so he's been able to do some remarkable things, I just haven't really... Stayed consistent with his cold therapy, but a lot of his, I guess, breathing's a lot more deeper, and a lot more. I think it's a bit more aligned to what you, what how you can control your body, which I think is a, one of the reasons that I do it. Um, so I do that, and then I so I do so I wake up in the morning, six a.m., and then keep myself alert. I take a, drink a big glass of water, brush my teeth because I felt like that just keeps me alert. And so yeah, trial and error, all these things. Brushing your teeth is a good habit. Yeah, and it was <laughs> like yeah, just literally, you know, the minty mintness on the breath just mm. kind of kept me up. Up, and then so yeah, do the Wim Hof, then meditating, and then yeah, go to the gym in the morning. And i like, it's funny, like even I was probably slacking a couple of months ago, where I would be starting that at seven am, and going back to being productive and stuff. Like I felt like my nine to five was just I was dragging my heels because I didn't have didn't have the regiment structure that I liked so it's so funny like people go like what, what, what why are you getting up seven or six o'clock when you don't have to be in the office till nine and I said well I've got some things I would like to facilitate in, in that more morning period because that's my time and I feel like when I come in I can pretty much tackle any problem or address any issue and I think like and I feel like that's where I've become more most productive and probably the most I guess clear minded because I've gone through, like, I've put some hardship on myself in the morning, either lifting heavy weights or yeah, breathing deeply. And you're looking great,
1: by the way, too. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, and. No, um, you are. Yeah. I, I
1: noticed a change. It might, you mightn't be noticing the change <laughs> in the It's amazing what a breakup can do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you got to start. Uh, do, it's so funny because I was a guy. It's so funny how the dance you have to do have to do for the being a single single fellow so um yeah, all of a sudden I mean, you pay more attention yeah, to yourself yeah. in the mirror
1: when you're single is that right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah you lift a bit more heavier weights and yeah, <laughs> ride your bike a little bit more so um yeah so i think all those things have just yeah i think it gives you and it's so funny like i don't i don't think i'm above anyone else or anything in the sense that i don't get anxious or anxiety and it's so amazing when i don't have my structure I'll get to 11am and I can feel myself getting anxious and I'm just like fuck I should, that's, that's why and it's, I think it's just um, I'm fortunate enough that, that I'm emotionally aware that righto, that's something that's occurred because I haven't done My normal
1: routine so but you see what you've what you've done though is it's not just the morning routine it's the release of chemicals in your brain that you're missing out on if you don't do it so your morning routine first of all has got you in that habit where it's an expectation now and you know once you do that you know how good you feel Mm. afterwards so there's two things that you're doing from your breathing uh, the if you do the cold water immersion as well and then the meditation and then the weights, you're going through both dopamine rushes and endorphin rushes, Mm. and both of them are pretty damn good. you know so you you know your endorphin rushes you get from uh chocolate sex or heroin and realistically the heroin's really not great for your health you know Mm -hmm. so it's um but the and the other two are you know fairly fairly, uh, pleasurable um but i think the the key is that what you've done is you've gone through those chemical rushes so if you don't do it by 11 a.m you haven't got those rushes that you've lived the rest of the day on and I was uh, chatting with Lucy we were going to a meeting the other day and we were just talking about it, and I said to her that I actually haven't had a hot shower now for probably going on 5 years. And she asked why. And don't you like hot showers? Uh, well, You know from I've always loved a hot shower. I don't have an issue with a hot shower. I've jumped into a hot bath. I've jumped into a spa. I don't have issues with heat. I actually quite love heat, but you know, as an example, um, you know, my morning routine is the breath work method. So it's, um, I do more the, I found the box breathing under the Wim Hof method works better for me. So it's breathing in through my nose for four seconds, holding it for four seconds, breathing out for four seconds uh, waiting for four seconds. I repeat that 10 times. Then I do the Wim Hof holding my breath where I'm up to around about two and a half minutes of holding my breath now. And then you take in that big breath and just hold it in for 20 seconds. And so it's, it's, it's 90% of what the Wim Hof method is. And I repeat that three times. And then I go into my meditation and I find as a result of that, and I learned one of the things is I've done a couple of meditation courses, but I've uh, used transcendental meditation. I have my mantra, uh, which is being given to me, so I was trained by a monk on that. So I've done my transcendental meditation, but I've also at the start of it included what's known as the silver method, S-I-L-V-A. And the silver method is actually me acknowledging how my body feels, and by doing that and getting me in that peaceful place, I find my transcendental meditation, my mind isn't much, as much as a monkey mind because a lot of people think, well, I meditate, but every so often all these other thoughts. But of course they do. you know. But the whole idea is you put yourself in such a relaxed state through my breathing, first of all, then into the meditation after that, and then counting down through that silver method where I can actually feel the energy in my body as I'm thinking through it. That just, well, first of all, lowers my heart rate dramatically, but it's, uh, but it also gets me into a real deep state of transcendental meditation, which is 20 minutes. So as you said, the Wim Hof is basically about 15, 20 minutes of that. There's my half an hour in the morning uh, that I actually do. And then if I'm not doing sport in the morning, which I haven't been recently uh, I've been doing it in the evening but what I'll actually do is I'll have that cold shower and Lucy said but why do you have a cold shower and I said but you know isn't that awful and I said no it's normal so you know if you're used to getting poked in the eye every day eventually it becomes normal you know at first it's uncomfortable getting poked in the eye every day but eventually it just becomes normal you know so and that's, that's what it's like you know with uh, a cold shower for me is that I just don't know any different. I just have a cold shower. And you know what? The cold showers during the summer just aren't as cold because my body's warmer as a result. So, I go swimming at the Fitzroy Pool uh, most evenings now, and I, I jump in the pool and it, it's outdoors, uh, but the water's warmer than the air temperature during the winter. You know, it was, um, I'll, I'll go and swim for my hour to hour and a half, and then I'll sit in the sauna for half an hour at night. But if you have a look at it, I've got basically, and let's say 60 minute swim, I've got 60 minutes when my heart rate's about 175, which is 90 to 100% of my max, and aerobic. That's really putting stress on my body, but I'm in a flow that flow state is just beautiful. You know, you're you, you just you're not thinking about breathing, it just happens, you're not thinking about anything, you're just in this flow and you, you can feel, you know, the catch under the water and it, it's just all of a sudden it's like, geez, where did, where did that 60 to 90 minutes just disappear to? And then I'm in the sauna and I'll have 20 minutes in the sauna, which is a really hot sauna. Um, and then I'll go and, uh, you been to pool? Um, no, so they've got the showers outdoor where you can go hot or cold, yep, yep. always on cold. And I'll have the cold shower, like last night, it was pretty cold uh, in general. Have the cold shower and I sit under there for, uh, I know the water flows uh, for three minutes, so I'm usually about two minutes. Um, and then I walk around the pool just in my, my very colorful speedos, which you know are good for the boys there in Fitzroy pool. There's a few boys that like their colorful speedos. Um, but then I go back in the sauna for 15 minutes and then the same thing again is the cold shower, the walk around the pool. But what you actually see, you know, I'll show you my Whoop uh, heart rates. Is the pool you'll see the consistent uh, high-level heart rate? The sauna is putting stress on your body, but it's actually also increasing your blood flow. It's increasing mm. your red blood cell counts. It's actually increasing your natural EPO. It's it's uh, lowering your inflammation. It's actually great for your uh, protein synthesis, synthesis after as well. So you're repairing the body through the sauna. And then you go and your heart rate's up through it because it is putting stress on your body because what's happening is the blood is flowing to your extremities uh, to try and cool down your body as a result. So if you suffer high blood pressure, it's magnificent because it's actually lowering your blood pressure because your blood's rushing to the extremities. And then walking around the pool, you see my heart rate, my heart rate plummets. Mm. And it plummets because my body is so used to that now. And then I go back in the sauna and it's a slow gradual up. By the time it hits the peak the second time around, I'm already out walking again. So you actually put your body through that stress and stress is the wrong word because it's not stress.
0: Mm.
1: It's actually just normal. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's in business or life, whatever, but if you're comfortable with the uncomfortable, well, then it's normal. It's mm. no longer uncomfortable. So what you're saying is if you don't do it in the morning, the reason why you don't have clarity and focus is because you haven't had your dopamine and endorphin rush and you're saying, I need it. Mm. I need it. I need it. You mm. know, and, and I think that's the key to having then a, well, first of all, we, you know, we know that stress causes things like cancers. Um, and to cope to get through a day's work without stress and so you can sleep well at night because you haven't got a million things going on in your head you need to be able to train your mind and body and I think that's something you've done really well uh you know sometimes I've said to you slow it down we because I can see your head and what's in your mind is four is four minutes ahead of what's coming out of your mouth so let's just <laughs> sort of sink it right now because uh, I love your ideas but I need to understand them um but it's it's that Progress in the morning, which actually lines us up to having an eighty percent day, and if you're used to a forty percent day and it goes to fifty or sixty percent day, how much more productive is that? Yeah, exactly. and how better is that for people? You know, a lot of our clients who are
0: self-employed business people, yeah, who were, suffer those stresses. Yeah, definitely. Like we were um, looking here at a survey that um, coincided with uh, the small medium enterprise day, which was uh, a couple of days ago. Absolutely. You no, know, and it's
1: simple things that you can do as an SME owner. Like, for example, we know our staff work longer than the normal hours that they're meant to work. And we don't pay overtime. We like to think we pay well, but we don't pay overtime and things like that. But as a result, we, we say to them, you know, you've worked the extra hours, guys, you know, once a fortnight or whenever you feel like, just take a paid day off. Mm. It's, uh, it doesn't eat into your holidays and things like that, because you need to be able to recover and you need to be able to have those times where you can actually say, isn't it nice to have a long weekend or to have a day off or be able to uh, you know, go away with your loved ones or your friends and things like that and not be stressed or worried about work. And I think things like that, you end up being more productive. Now, we're not a four-day-a-week uh, company or organisation, but basically most of the staff here are, are cramming 50 hours into their 38-hour week. So why wouldn't you just reward them with something like that as well? Um, and I think then what we have is you know moving forward we have we have amazing staff they believe our core values they work with our core values it's always a client first centric um, organization and I think just as per year grow that then takes the means I'm under less stress because my staff are under
0: less stress and they're far more productive. Yeah that's a big thing and um, we have had a meditation day in here with our, with, with our employees and I thought it was a good experience because I think it was all like more of a physical like physical meditation where he was asking us to run around and tap our legs and do all this different stuff, which is yeah. something very different. But yep. um, yeah, I think everyone else got a lot out of it.
1: Yeah. So when you think about it is that my philosophy in life is that if you if you're thinking about having a quick fix – it's not going to occur. It's not going to be sustainable. Mm. It's like somebody who goes on a 28-day, you know, water diet. Yeah, they're going to lose weight. It's not going Jewish to be sustainable. Yeah, it's not going to be sustainable. And they're going to, you know, be crumpy. And they're going to put the weight straight back on. And secondly, it's not healthy anyway mm. for you. But if you want that, it was, it was interesting speaking to my oldest son. And he said, it's interesting over the last 12 years, I've seen the change in you. Uh, in respect to how you react to things, uh, is that or just age? And I said, no, I actually think it's through my meditation, but I don't know because for me, I don't see the change, I don't feel the change. I just think this is just me. Mm. Uh, but I, other people have noticed the change in me and how I react, or certainly don't react as quickly, uh, and I'm far more have far more clarity and focus, and I don't have to. Re- I surround myself with people that pat me on the back and make me feel good about myself, you know. So, and I think that's one of the major changes. So, rather than just taking a, a pill to make me feel good, you go and do my meditation and my breath work to make me feel good. I go and do my swimming to get me into the flow and make me feel good. And I have my saunas and things like that. And then during the day, I still work and I still do what I have to do. But once again, if you're 80% productive rather than 40% productive, what can you achieve in your 38-hour week is just sensational. And I think that's the key to it is that, yeah? and don't get me wrong, I realise, and we've got a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists as clients, and
0: I do realise that some people do need to take a pill. Yeah, that's it. All right, thank you, Tony. Small thank you, Willard. Create big results over the long term, and um, I hope our listeners get something out of our million-dollar morning routines.
1: I always appreciate talking to you when Jamie's not around. All right, thanks, Tony.